Radhika Jones, Editor-in-Chief of Vanity Fair. If you enjoy binge-watching the best TV shows and love hearing from the actors and showrunners who make them happen, then subscribe to Vanity Fair. Our Hollywood reporters take you behind the scenes of the year's most anticipated projects, the industry's biggest moves, and the hardest-fought awards races. From The Crown to The Real Housewives, we've got the inside scoop. As a special thank you to our still-watching audience, we're offering 15% off a yearly digital subscription to Vanity Fair. Visit VanityFair.com today and use promo code POD15. That's VanityFair.com, promo code POD15, for 15% off a yearly digital subscription to everything you want. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. Among the beach-dirty wannabes of South Beach walked a serial killer, police said, who murdered Gianni Versace in the front steps of his Mediterranean mansion. Uh, Mr. Versace, of course, one of the world's top fashion designers, whose designs are famous uh, in all the big fashion centers, such as Paris, Rome, and London. This was a single white male who approached uh, Mr. Versace as he was uh, about to enter the gates. Andrew Cunanan is now a target himself. Who is he? Hi, welcome to Still Watching, a new podcast from Vanity Fair. I'm senior writer Joanna Robinson. And I'm Vanity Fair film and television critic Richard Lawson. Uh, we just wanted to put up this brief episode before the holidays arrive to announce this new project that we're working on. This new show will be looking at the FX series, The Assassination of Johnny Versace, American Crime Story. This is sort of the continuation of The People versus OJ, which came out in 2015. And this is a new crime, a new case, a new moment in history. Uh, there will be nine episodes that start in January of 2018. 18, but we wanted to get out here quickly to let you know this is coming, let you know why we're really excited about this show, and you know get you excited to break down the episodes with us week by week on this show. Uh, Richard, when you first heard about this FX series, or what, what were some of your first thoughts about it? I would say cautious excitement, a little trepidation. Uh, I get a little nervous anytime a sort of like major 
piece of you know gay pop history or whatever uh, gets gets fictionalized because uh, it's not always handled well or cast well um, but as this thing took shape and Ricky Martin joined the cast and Penelope Cruz joined the cast and very intriguingly Darren Chris you know was was hired to play Andrew Kanan and like I, I got more and more interested so um, I think that there's a really nice intersection of of you know things that we at VF like to write and and, and talk about on our podcast. Uh, that, that that the show it feels like a good fit for the launch of of what could be, you know, a, a broader podcast going forward. Right. So you know, we this to me feels like one of the most. VF Vanity Fair shows I could possibly ever think of. Uh, there are a couple things connecting it. Like, first of all, uh, Andrew Cannon himself, uh, the man who, this is not a mystery show. The, the show starts with the assassination. So this is the man who shot Johnny Versace. There's no mystery box here. Um, Andrew Cannon was himself obsessed with the figure of Condé Nast. Uh, you know, so that's that's one Vanity Fair connection. Also, the first episode opens with um, Gianni Versace going to the newsstands and buying a copy of Vanity Fair. So, like, the, the show does not shy away from sort of some of the Vanity Fair and Condé Nast connections. But we should also mention, of course, um, that Vanity Fair contributing writer Maureen Orth wrote sort of the definitive book uh, of this assassination that was used as the foundation for uh, this show, I, I you know, as with People versus OJ, I think there's a lot of other materials that have come in to sort of support and enhance a lot of the reporting that Maureen did. Uh, you know, there's been more information or changing societal sort of views since that book was published. But you know, Maureen's perspective and her connection to Vanity Fair is part of the narrative of the show. So we sort of we were hoping that we might be able to offer some uh, extra insight uh, to the series itself, and. Um, I'm also curious, Richard, what you think, you know, one of the things that made the People vs. OJ such an interesting lightning rod when it came out in 2015 was the way in which it used recent history to explore, you know, what was currently going on in the culture. And I know that that Ryan Murphy, who's the showrunner, you know, showrunner, executive producer on both series, uh, he has his ideas about why the assassination of Johnny Versace uh, is such an important story to explore now. Uh, but do you have any thoughts on, on why this particular story might be good to examine right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that something that People versus OJ did so brilliantly was, like you said, it sort of synthesized recent history with, with a lot of, um, you know, frankly, the racial politics of today uh, and, um, and, and really addressed, both, you know, kind of reassessed the past while looking at the present and the future uh, in a really sharp and, and just unendingly entertaining way. Um, and I think that the, the, the access points for the Versace story are a little bit harder to sort of suss out. But I think that um, this is the, the way that the media reacted to this story and the way that I, as a teenager who was about a year and change or two years away from coming out myself, like the way that the, the gay a- angle of the story uh, sort of w- was crafted and, and, had, and that we can now reassess. I think that there's a lot that we can look at um, today that, that, that bears a similarity to that. So I, I'm, I'm really curious to see as the, as the show goes on, how that's kind of sussed out and, and, and what kind of what they choose to focus on um, in particular. So I think that the, 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 the map is a little bit less clear than it was for OJ maybe, but um, you know, based on, on that, show's success i i'm 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 again cautiously optimistic that that this will deliver well you know we should point out that uh people versus oj had scott alexander and um larry karzowski am i zeski 
I might have butchered that. I apologize. But uh, these were sort of the the writers and also producers behind that series. They are not on this series. Um, on this series, though, it is Tom Rod Smith who wrote uh, the great novel Child 44 and also uh, worked on the TV series London Spy is is sort of the driving writing force behind this. So it does have a different flavor, even though it's sort of branded as in the same series as The People versus OJ. Um, you know, and we should we should also right off the top, sort of for people who are listening and don't know, talk about what exactly happened to Johnny Versace, which will be covered in the very first episode of the FX series, but um, that he was shot outside of his home in Miami Beach in 1997, um, that Andrew Cunanan was someone who knew Johnny Versace, that he was, uh, you know, is actually a serial killer. It's not a one-off. He's a serial killer. There is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of meeting points between fashion and, as Richard mentioned, sort of gay culture and celebrity and tabloid journalism, which was sort of on the rise. Uh, are there any other details of, of this particular crime, Richard, that you find particularly compelling? Well, I think it, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of still a question right whether or not they really knew each other um you know i think which or, or how well they knew each other right like it's it's has that been i don't think that's decided fact is that right okay so this yeah. this show um is an exploration of like what if or maybe they yeah, did yeah i think so so um mm. you know and you and i both are going to be ourselves diving more into this and you know reading other literature while also watching the show so we'll become more informed about this as you guys do um you know we're, we're, that's why you know we're, we're 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 watching this you know with you and we're not you know we're not coming in with all everything sort of pre preloaded let's say um right if you're if you're rolling your eyes right now what i just said i let me assure you that over the holiday break i will be reading maureen north's book vulgar favors as well in uh, Miami. Colin, <laughs> andrew canada and johnny versace in the largest failed manhunt in u.s history so that could be some holiday reading for you guys too if you want to take a deep dive on it but we will come back in the new year with a little bit more information than i have right now i'm just compelled enormously compelled by the footage that I've seen. Richard and I have both seen the first episode and um, I saw some added footage when I was at the Television Critics Association uh, summer tour in August and I just think it is lush and amazing in the way that you would expect a sort of Ryan Murphy full-blown FX series to be. The cast, which includes Penelope Cruz, Edgar Ramirez, Ricky Martin, Darren Criss, Judith Light, Max Greenfield, Whitrock, like a number of Ryan Murphy favorites, as as well as some, you know, genuine movie stars uh, uh, glamming up the place. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, and you know something that VF has covered for years and covers well is this intersection of wealth and crime and society, and so you know, so this feels uh, like something that we can uh, hopefully uh, do treat right, you know, and 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 give the right treatment to. We're hoping to have various guests. We, you know, we we can't really announce anything yet because mostly because we haven't confirmed anything yet, but like we will, <laughs> and it's going to be good. And uh, I hope you guys will stick with us because um, otherwise we're just talking to each other, and which we could do over Gene Chat and not 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 bother with us. <laughs> Studio. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you, Richard, is, um, uh, you know, something that I've been thinking about a lot, especially with uh, the release of The Crown on Netflix, which is another TV series that uh, is very Vanity Fair and we have covered extensively on our website. But it's it's one of those shows that, um, you know, as with any Netflix series, comes out all at once. And so it comes out all at once. People are watching it at different paces. Uh, the discussion is really hard to sort of 
uh, get a hold on around that show because it, it drops all at once and you never know when your friend or neighbor or a random person online what episode they're on and what they're talking about. And so something that I love about an FX show is that we can digest it week by week and we can get engrossed and drawn to the story. I was fascinated by what happened around OJ because when I, I had just the wrong measure of that show, uh, when I watched the screeners the first time, uh, when it came out, before it came out, I was like, I don't know that anyone's going to like the show. Like, I read it completely wrong. And everyone was just completely obsessed and fascinated. And it got a pile of awards and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen with Versace. But I am excited by the potential for a week in week out discussion of the series and about the the echoes and the performances and all of that sort of thing. Do you have any opinions on binge television or the streaming uh, process of releasing all at once and what's that what that's doing to tv criticism and the discussion around it in general well I, I, you know i i remember last spring uh when hbo was airing big little lies which was mm-hmm. a at least in my corner of the world a huge phenomenon uh but i think in general it was it's won a ton of awards it was a big ratings hit they're unfortunately doing a second season um uh, and I, you know, while I watched watching that kind of phenomenon unfold, I said, I wonder if Netflix is looking at this and being like, there might be something to this releasing, you know, week after week and not jumping everything at once because of the way the conversation built. And I think that that in a way is sort of how TV is designed and, 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 and meant to be consumed. And I think that, um, that's how the conversation is, is kind of supposed to go. And, um, you know, maybe I'm just being a sort of, stodgy traditionalist luddite kind of person about it but like i i I think it i think it's a much more enjoyable way to watch a show with other people which is essentially what we're doing you know we might be home alone but like we like to talk about it we like to read the recaps we like to do this and i think that the, the traditional format you know the release format um, just gives everything a little more sco- uh, shape, and and I think it makes it more exciting rather than you know just binging through a whole episode of Stranger Things and not knowing who else has seen it and being very cautious about what you can talk about. Um, you know, so I think that yeah, you're right that FX uh, is a smart. I mean, they're a broadcast network, so they have to, or cable network, so they have to kind of do this anyway. But um, I'm glad that there there are still networks doing it. Hi, I'm Michael Calori, the co-host of Wired's Gadget Lab. And I'm Lauren Good, the other co-host of Wired's Gadget Lab. Get ready to dive deep into the cultural phenomenon that's been shaping conversations, sparking movements, and breaking barriers for over a decade. The new three-part docuseries, Black Twitter, A People's History, based on the groundbreaking Wired cover story by Jason Parham, explores everything from the fun, games, and inside jokes that characterize the early years of Black Twitter, to the social movements, the voices and the hashtags that made Black Twitter an influential force in nearly every aspect of American political culture. Join us as we unravel the threads of this digital community, tracing its origins, celebrating its triumphs, and exploring its impact on society at large. Watch the series from Onyx Collective in association with Wired Studios, premiering on Hulu on May 9th. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You can earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. 
At eBay, you'll always get that feel of real because your fashion purchase will be backed by authenticity guarantee. Whether it's a knit bag, a must-have watch, dreamy jewelry, or fire sneakers and fresh streetwear, every step will feel authentic, every flex will feel real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. I also feel like it gives a stickiness to a show. You know, that's a that's a marketing term, but just it helps a show endure. Like, uh, you know, the Big Little Eyes is a perfect example of it. Bringing it up is like the way in which we chewed that over week by week. And even if people who hadn't started at the beginning, they rushed to catch up. So they too were going week by week with everyone. The same is true of like the, uh, the HBO shows, like other HBO shows like Game of Thrones or Westworld. Like this becomes an enduring conversation and it's not something that you just sort of crazily crammed into your face over the course of a weekend um, so that you could not be spoiled by anything and you got it. You've got it all in. No one can possibly spoil what history tells us about Princess Margaret or whatever. You got it all in. But yeah, it's a it's a very like I think lonely way in which to consume culture, or it can be. Um, and I, I just I like the not just because it's something that I do a lot, but I like the cottage industry that springs up around a good serialized week by week TV show, whether it is a recap or a podcast discussing it. Um, yeah, and then it, it helps me understand the show better, you know. And I hope you guys will do this. Um, I hope you guys will reach out to us on Twitter. I met Joe wrote this, which is at Rylaws. Um, you know, to to hear your thoughts on the show and 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 help that inform how I process uh, when I'm watching. I think that's just a really, really vital thing that we have that's enhanced by the internet um, and that we can still have before we're only ever watching Netflix and it's only ever bingeable stuff that we watch all on our own. Well, one know, of the few so. things that's positively enhanced by the internet, let's say, you know. Right. Um, but no, <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I think that like what we, we, we in general are, I think, struggling for a sense of, 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 of you know, communion and, 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 uh, and, and in, in life. And I think that, you know, just having everything be your own experience with a, with a, you know, a Netflix show or an Amazon show where everything's available and you kind of just hermetically seal yourself and just watch feverishly this whole thing and then kind of, you know, come up for air at the end and say, who, who else did that? You know, uh, I like that we're able to kind of sit with something together and talk about it. And, um, you know, I, I, I've never had a more sort of thorough experience with that than I did with like Lost, which, you know, was on for six, seven seasons. And, and, and you know, I, I, I would have viewing parties and go to other people's houses every week for years. And, you know, it kind of did me dirty in the end, that show. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, the experience was so fun and I've kind of longed for it. And I think that... Um, you know, it, you know, it exists very much in in the gay community with Drag Race, which I don't watch for whatever reason, and and you know, so I'm just excited, you know, in a virtual sense at least, to have this kind of weekly check in about a show that hopefully we're all kind of obsessing over. Richard, I'm definitely not gonna sit here and make you speak for the entire gay community, but I am like curious what you think about any potential backlash or controversy over Andrew Kananen, who. Is 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 a polarizing figure, like portraying a gay character as a serial killer, as a serial liar, as a you know all of this. Is this you know Ryan Murphy has a history of, of course, he is a gay man himself, like a lot of gay positive um, TV series. But like, are you anticipating? Are you worried about? Are you 
pre-engaging in any sort of um, resistance to this story being told at all. Well, I mean, I should say that I was, you know, in a free and fair election elected to be a representative of the entire gay community. So you don't need to apologize yeah, about that. Yeah, congratulations I, 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 for I, your I, victory. I'm wearing a sash and everything. Um, it was a landslide. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, well, I, I was watching the, the first episode and I was texting you about it and I said, oh, I hope you're ready for me to have a lot of like gay opinions about this because, yeah, it is pretty fraught. You know, um, I think that, you know, from Talden, Mr. Ripley and, you know, Scar and the Lion King. I mean, there's a lot of gay, there are a lot of gay villains. It's, it used to be a sort of uh, just a, a trope where, where a villain in a movie before you could, you know, they weren't saying he was gay was sort of coded as that. Um, so yeah, that's, a, that's a concern in a way, but also this is a true story that happened. And, you know, from what I've seen and what I've read about this, about the case and, and, and we'll read further about it, I think, and I'll, you know, is that, um, yeah, uh, that, that is an aspect of it. And I think it's also, uh, the, the the queerness of it is really actually germane to the particular case. It, it informs it. It, it. it it's a part of it. And I think that you know, uh, what, it, you know, visibility matters, and and obviously positive representation matters. But you know, it, what is positive representation without negative representation? Without you know, a sort of a, a full shading of 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 uh, of what gay people are, because there are some villains and there are some heroes and there's everyone in between. And so, um, I'm I, I I don't have any reservations about it yet. Um, and I trust, uh, in in a way that you know I don't often say I trust Ryan Murphy to 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 thread <laughs> that tricky you know needle well on this. But um, but we'll see. You know, I'm open to not liking it. I'm open to thinking it's you know a good thing. Um, I have some reservations that we'll get into in further episodes about the casting. But um, but yeah, for right now, I I I think it's fine. I don't think that we should be at all you know, uh, clutching pearls or whatever about, um, about this story existing at all uh, on television, because, um, you know, it's something that really happened and it's interesting. So, you know, to, to that point, talking about representation across the spectrum, like if we're going to use the OJ Simpson, uh, parallel, it's like that show and that actual fact of history is not just about one black man who probably definitely killed some people, but there's a whole bunch of other characters in that uh, show and in real life uh, offering different experiences of like, you know, different different angles on the black experience in America, right? You've got um, Sterling K. Brown's character, or the Johnny Cochran character and all of that sort of stuff. And so in what we've seen of the assassination of Johnny Versace so far, it's not obviously it's not just Andrew Cannon is the one gay character. We've got Johnny Versace. You've got his longtime partner. You've got a lot of stuff going on. And so, um, that's, that's exactly, I think, right. Is that as long as you have multiple angles, it's not, um, it's not doing the community disservice to have a villainous gay character, as long as you have multiple gay characters in this story, you know, generally. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm really excited, but I am interested to hear uh, a lot of perspectives. Like Richard said, we're hoping to talk to a bunch of different people. I'm interested to hear what everyone thinks about this show. Um, and and that's, and I'm excited for our reading assignment over the holiday break. Is there anything else that you want to talk about, Richard, before we before we head out? Um, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that I... Uh, I guess I would, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this as much to myself as I am to hopefully who is listening, uh, is that like, you know, I, like many others, I have my issues with Ryan Murphy shows. I have, you know, 
some reservations about about various things but uh i think it could be a fun experiment to just try to go into this as open-minded as possible and see what it's all about uh and then we can kind of come to conclusions then um i'm trying not to 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 you know front load any any you know assessments of anything uh and hopefully other people will do the same right so if you want to join us on this journey um whether it's just watching the show or doing the reading with us you could pick up if you want to vulgar favors andrew canan and gianni versace in the largest failed manhunt in u.s history it is available online and at bookstores i have seen it on shelves uh, and otherwise we will be back at you in uh, january with a couple episodes leading up to the premiere at the end of the month in the meantime richard where can people find you uh, at Rylaws, R-I-L-A-W-S on Twitter uh, and, you know, a bunch of things written on, on the website. <laughs> I'm Joanna Robinson. You can also find my stuff on VanityFair.com uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Wrote This and we will see you in Miami in the New Year. Still Watching Versace is a Vanity Fair podcast engineered by Danielle Roth and edited and produced by Dave Gonzalez. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. From P.